The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast and welcome to our Thursday edition of the live stream devotional. And we're glad you're with us today. I hope you're encouraged and praying for others. Uh, we know many, um, like Mrs. Castor's mother, still recovering uh, in recovery from COVID. We pray, uh, continue to pray for the Lucas and the loss of his wife. Uh, we continue to pray for the McKinnis as they wait for their son Charles, hoping to any day now need a call and have, a, um, have his surgery for his lung transplant. So there's a lot of different things. And then there's, I'm sure, many, many more. If you pick up the prayer request sheet here at church, you'll notice many, many more. Just a lot of burdens, and God has called us to carry the burdens with each other. And so I hope that you're lifting each other up in prayer even today. Today we're going to be in Psalm chapter 8, or excuse me, 7, as we continue and pick up where we left off yesterday. And uh, today's a very intriguing um, passage because it very much is... Uh, It's a very straightforward thought from David's point of view, and I think it's a very powerful truth. Again, I love the fact that David is so practical, so straightforward. Uh, You really get to see his relationship with Jesus and just the transparency and honesty that's in there. Uh, But I think there's a great principle we're going to learn today that I I hope will be a help to you. Proverbs chapter 7, beginning in verse number 3, David says, O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, If I have rewarded evil unto him that was set at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. Selah. Arise, O Lord, in thine anger and lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about. For their sakes, therefore, return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity. That is in me. I'm going to start with the verse that is in the New Testament written by the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul says he strives every day to have a void of, a void of excuse me, I'm saying this wrong, to have a conscience void of offense between God and men. He says, my desire is to always have my conscience clear. When I say void of offense, it means there's, you know, to the best of my knowledge, everything I know, I have not brought offense to somebody else. I'm right with all my friends and family and mankind, and I'm also right with God. He says, I strive every day for that. I'm telling you, there is, there there is something amazingly powerful and amazingly freeing about having what we call a clear conscience. Uh, I will say this, I think we live in a day where we can have what we call a seared conscience, where we have convinced ourselves of our right, and then the world, the world's doing this. I mean, the world's doing this, it doesn't matter how wrong it is, but if I can convince everybody else that I'm right and they're wrong, then I'm okay. But I think down deep inside, uh, especially as Christians, we, uh, you know, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Word of God, we have instruction from God to help us to know the truth. So the question comes down to, we you know, have this clear conscience. Are we, are we walking in the truth? Are we walking in the right direction? Are we following the Word of God? Now, I, I, I can convince people I'm right, and I can get people on my side and, and, and all of these different things, but that's, that's just not the way it is. I think of our justice system today. Um, right now going on is the court case in Minnesota um, for the officer who killed uh, the black gentleman kneeling on his knee, kneeling on his neck. And I understand yesterday the defense 
the attorney decided just to say he didn't believe that the uh, prosecutors gave enough information and therefore he asked for the case to be dismissed, which of course was denied. Uh, you know, I look at that and to me it's intriguing because what, what happens in the basic court system is, you know, the people who were trying to prove guilt, and I, I happen to agree, I completely agree with this system, innocent until proven guilty, and then they have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. I believe it's important that if we're going to place people in jail, we have to be able to prove everything that we can to prove it. But, you know, we live in a day where if you can't prove me wrong, then I'm not wrong. If you don't have video footage, if you don't have this, I'm not wrong. And David approaches this scenario very, very differently. Obviously, there's no video footage back in the day of David while he was running from his enemies. Uh, but he has a unique premise. And let's go back to verse 3. I love the question. He says here, O oh Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, ye have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy, let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Ye let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. So he understands there's been a lot of accusations levied at him. He's running for his life from the enemy who wants to destroy him based upon these accusations. And David simply states it. As you, listen, obviously the book of Psalms, most of it is music. It's written and worship to God. And so he's being very honest. You get to see the transparency of David. And David just, you know, he, he, we talked not that long ago about, he said, examine my heart. Examine to see if there's something wrong with me. Help me to see. And so the first thing we see is he starts off with saying, just a couple episodes ago, we talked about the fact that he said, please examine my heart. Help me to see whether I'm blind to where I'm wrong. Help me to see what I need to get right. And then he says, I'll trust in you. But now he says, listen, Lord, if I've really done this, and I like the way he words it, if I, um, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, simply I've gone at somebody who had done nothing wrong. Um, you know, it's one thing when, somebody, when there's conflict and you're trying to get it right and you're, you're trying to deal with all the sensitive issues of reconcile with somebody. But he's saying that I've been accused of causing grief and making somebody my enemy who was a complete piece of me. Like they have no idea what's going on and I purposely did this. He goes, if I've really done this, please let my enemy just come and take me. Just let my enemy have its way. Let my enemy come and just destroy my soul. He said, because you know, I can imagine David probably thinking, as far as I know, I'm right. As far as I know, I'm right with you. I'm right with them. I've not done this wrong. So just let it go. Let, let, let me, you know, if, if I've really done this, then I deserve what the enemy's bringing my way. Now, obviously, again, we, we talk about enemies. He had legitimate enemies trying to get rid of him. Again, he was a king. Kings, it was a very different world back in those days. It's another one of those reasons why when the Israeli people, the Jewish people were screaming for a king, Jesus says, God says, you don't want one too much grief. This is another one of those issues, the political unrest that often comes with having a king. Uh, but we look more at David less as a king, which is what, where some of his grief is coming from, and just more of a, a, a servant of God, someone who walks with God, someone who's talking to God. And he says, I believe I'm right, so Lord, I, I beg you to show me where I'm wrong, and then if, I'm, if I am wrong, please allow my enemy to have their way. And really what it comes down, he says later in one of the, in one of the verses, I can't remember exactly where it's at, I didn't write this down. Uh, verse 8, uh, the Lord shall judge the people. Then he says, judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity that is in me. He was so convinced in his right. He says, George, Lord, I know you're going to judge the people, but likewise judge me. But judge me according to my integrity, to my righteousness. I have been right. I have done what I know I'm supposed to. I'm not perfect, and David is never. And one of the things I appreciate about David is he always took responsibility for his actions. 
ultimately after much pain. He made a lot of bad decisions and it usually resulted in much pain in some cases, much pain for other people, but he was willing to take the responsibility and do something with it. In this situation, he is saying, I am right before you and I beg you, Lord, judge me according to my integrity. Now, let me, let me encourage you. How can we have this kind of peace? How can we have this kind of assurance? Well, we mentioned a couple episodes ago that David spent, we were reading it, David spent time talking about, Lord, search my heart examine me. So the first thing we need to do is we need to ask God and allow God to examine our heart to find out where we're right or wrong. You go back, uh, go back or go to this count of Joshua. They just won the battle of Jericho and now they're going to take on the battle of Ai and they take a small company of people because Ai was such a small city and they had taken out larger armies. They go down and 36 men are killed. They lose the, they lose the battle. They come back up and Joshua spends the best portion of a day begging God, what's wrong? What's going on? Your name's going to be hurt and hindered. You brought us here to Jericho to get us destroyed by the small army of Ai. And in good, legitimate questions. And ultimately, God looks to Joshua and says, what are you doing? And I like it. You think about it. That God allowed Joshua to stay on his knees and his face before God most of the day before finally saying, stop, there's sin in the camp, deal with it. So he wanted Joshua to be there. The time of prayer was needed for Joshua to recognize what was going on. And so there's, there's a need to just spend time with God. There's a need. The Bible tells us the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I'm on my face. I'm in, you know, I, I'm, I'm in tears. I'm, I am willing to say, Lord, what is it in my life that is hindering or causing this grief? And I'm willing to take time with it. So I take a legitimate desire in my heart to get right with God, to make sure I'm right. And I tell you, sometimes I think it does. Why, why do I think it takes time? In some occasions, we say, well, I, you know, we go through and we say this, Lord, if I've done anything today, please forgive me or, you know, if, you know please forgive me for all my sins today. And the Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the idea of confessing our sin is to agree with God. You can't agree with God that that action or that thought was wrong unless you say, Lord, I apologize for that action or that thought. The simplistic point comes down to just generically saying, Lord, forgive me for my sins today. No, I need to, one, have a close account with God, the Bible tells me, which means if I've had an action at 1 o'clock, I don't want to wait till 11 o'clock when I go to bed to get it right. I want to deal with this. You know, just have, Lord, forgive me for that thought or forgive me for that action. Get it right with the person. Being right with God and having a, a conscience void of offense between God and men is so important, willing to deal with things right then. It's that sensitivity that gives us the fact to be free, and it's freeing. It's freeing because when accusations are levied towards you, you can say, I, I don't know, I can tell you, between me and God, I'm clear. And there's something freeing about it. And then there are some occasions where accusations will be thrown your way, and, and they're 100% wrong, and you know they're wrong. So we speak, make, but be, making sure that you're right before God, legitimately. Not that, okay, nobody knows about this. I mean, you're legitimately right before God. Gives a, a clear conscience and gives a, a confidence in so many parts of your life. Can I tell you what else I see in this? That David spent some time saying, Lord, if I really have done this, let my enemy have their way. But judge me. Later, he says, judge me based upon my integrity and my righteousness. You know, because he had spent time and he was right with God, there was a clear, powerful conscience for, for, for Joseph, to, for, excuse me, for David to be able to say, listen, if it's really like this, let my enemy have me, but I know it's not. So judge me based upon my integrity. Can you imagine to be able to go before the creator of the universe, God Almighty, and say, judge me based upon my integrity? God, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Omniscient, the Omnipresent, who knows everything, who knows my thoughts, who knows everything about me, judge me based upon my integrity. To have 
such a sweet, close relationship with God to be able to state that. To say, Lord, there's so many things that I know I need, you know, instead of sitting back saying, Lord, I know I gotta get straight, but I don't want to, all these things. The peace, the power, the freedom that comes in prayer and walk with God when I know I'm right. Not, well, no one else knows or I, I can convince, because in our judgment justice system, if you get a good enough lawyer, you know, no one really knows what's going on. You know, there's, and then everybody gets a conclusion. This is different than that. This is, I know for truth, before God Almighty, who knows my heart, who knows the truth, no matter what good lawyer says, I know in light, of, in light of God's eyes that I am right. What a peace that comes with that. I encourage you today to understand the freedom. And you may be there. You may say, you know, I can, I can attest to what David's saying today. There is a peace of knowing you're right with God. I can attest. There are times when there's been turmoil in my life or conflict, and I look at it and I think, you know, i got to get some things right. And it's brought out the truth. It brought out things that I need to get things right with God. I need to get things right with man. And you do that. It's biblical. It's not, does it make you a horrible person? Does it make you any different than anyone else? As a matter of fact, the willingness to get it right is the step that most people won't do. And that's a powerful, powerful thing. But when you're right and you know you're right and the, and the things are still happening, what, what freedom comes and no matter what's being said or what, you know, whatever, you're right with God. And that is really what matters. The peace and the power in your relationship that comes when you know you're right with God is very powerful. And please remember, it's right with Him. Not what I can convince myself or someone else, what I know to be right in the eyes of God. And may that be our desire. There's a great, great power that comes with a sweet communion we know we're right with God. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday edition of our live stream devotional. Uh, we hope it's an encouragement um, I know that what we talked about today sometimes seem a little overwhelming. I don't know if I want to do this, it's complicated, but there's something freeing and powerful about making sure that we are right and have a conscience void of offense between God and man. It's such a powerful thing. That's a great need today. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope it's a help. We hope you have a great remainder of your day, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless.